When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, let's get into the award finalists really quick. Let's do it. Because the they have been announced, and we have Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, and MVP, ladies and gentlemen. And let's start with the Cy Young Award finalists. Okay. For those of you who don't know, the each of these categories will name a winner in the American League and in the National League. Um, we have three finalists for each category in each league. So Cy Young, we've got Shane Bieber, Kenta Maeda, and Hyun Jin Ryu in the American League for Cy Young. And the National League is Trevor Bauer, Yu Darvish, and Jacob deGrom. Brad, who do you have in the National League winning that competition? I have Trevor Bauer winning in the National League. Because he was he was unhittable. Why? Why he was unhittable for the entire season. Like, well, I mean, I didn't disagree with you, okay? And and here's and this is like really the only <laughs> one I want to elaborate on is I know this is a, I know this is a regular season award, but his single postseason appearance, he didn't give up a run. Like the end of that game was one to nothing because neither one of those guys gave yeah. up a run. That's just how his season went. It's amazing, absolutely unreal. Oh, I you, agree with you. You have you have Bauer in the NL. Yeah, who do you have in the AL? Uh, it's, it's, this one's harder, but mm-hmm. I'm I got to give it to Shane Bieber. Why? Mostly because his uh, 122 strikeouts and his 1.63 ERA. Yeah, yeah, he seemed unhittable this year too. Yeah. He was at a 1.63 ERA for sure. Yeah, you know, like now did he wasn't always available in clutch moments, mm-hmm. if I remember right. But at the same time, like you know, he was unhittable largely all season long. Yeah, yeah, I just I do remember that it seemed like every guy every time he went out and pitched, he was setting some kind of new record either for the American League, MLB, or even just the Indians because yeah. he was he was lights out all year. It almost feels moot. It kind of does, yeah. I was actually surprised yeah. that there was anybody else they were considering besides Bieber, to be honest with you. I was yeah. surprised they... Uh, I, I thought you Darvish was, was a... Yeah, and that, that's how I felt about you Darvish. I think Jacob deGrom is great, and you Darvish, when he's on, is really good. But he's not always on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the issue there. Let's let's move on to rookie of the year really quick. Rookie of the year, I know, is your is you're excited about it. Why oh, don't you yeah. tell us who you have for the American League rookie of the year? Well, so we let have, me let me list them first. Uh, so, yeah, so we have oh, Christian yeah. Javier, okay, you go ahead. Luis Robert, and Kyle yeah. Lewis. Honestly, I mean, obviously, I, I have Kyle Lewis. I mean, he won the uh, was it the the Sporting News rookie of the year already. 
um, which I think yeah. is probably a pretty good indicator of how the Baseball Writers Association of America is going to vote. But Luis Robert, I, he he put together a really good year too. Um, he had a few more yeah. home runs, which I guess you know is kind of the standard. But at the same time, Kyle Lewis, I felt like I don't know, the dude was hitting like five fifty for him for like three weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I think you've got to give that give that start a little bit more weight. And, and Luis Robert, the thing about him too, though, is that he's got defensive range for days. You know, they talk about in football, they talk about a sideline to sideline defender. The dude is a foul line to foul line defender this year, always stealing balls from the left yeah, and right that's fielders. True. But I'm gonna go with the homerism and choose Kyle Lewis. How about you? <laughs> I I've chosen Kyle Lewis as well, mostly because I don't want to make you mad. Who do you have in the <laughs> National League? We've got <laughs> we've got Alec Baum, Jake Cronenworth, and Devin Williams. Do you have an opinion on this one? Um, not so much just because I don't watch a whole lot of National League baseball because um my local team is the National League and I don't get to watch them. Um, what? But um, I'll probably honestly go with, oh my gosh, I don't freaking know. I'll go with Jake Cronenworth. Um, the Padre, okay. Padre, he was on a good team. He was on the Padres. Good left side of the infield with him and uh, and uh, Manny, Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, it would have been... <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been Fernando Tatis Jr. But no, he's part of a really good infield though. Cronenworth was, so I'd I'd probably honestly yeah, I agree. give it to him. So solid defense on that team. That's great, man. But I'm right. going to give it to Williams. Good. Yeah, why Williams? Devin Williams. Yeah, uh, 27 innings pitched with a 0.33 ERA. That's pretty good. Now, that's a very, very small sample size, but if he can push that out over a larger group, given the COVID and everything, I think maybe he'll get some love on the diminished capability this year um, yeah. just because it wasn't his fault necessarily. But right. that's crazy good. If he can maintain that, yeah. that's that's insane. Yeah. Also, I like it when pitchers win rookie of the year. It doesn't happen very often, but I really like it. It doesn't. Typically, there's a learning curve for pitchers in the in the show. Um, it, I like it when a guy can come up and dominate. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's different, and they have much, significantly fewer opportunities to to show what they're worth. Not like the, these position players, you know. Yeah. So I like yeah. that a lot. Cool. All right, who you got? Manager of the year. Uh, got- manager of the year. AL, yeah, go ahead. AL, we've got Kevin Cash, Charlie Montoya, and Rick Renteria, who actually is out of a job currently. Yep. So who you got for manager of the year? Kevin Cash. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you just because of what the Rays did this year. But honestly, it's almost like the Rays front office deserves executives of the year. I mean, I don't even know who their GM, their GM is off the top of my head. But... Me neither. But because they're so, like, the way they're put together and the way they operate, it feels so much like they almost deserve executive of the year before before Cash deserves manager of the year. Eric Neander, the vice president. Did you just look it up? I was looking yeah. it up right now. Yeah, yeah, vice president GM in his third season. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. But 
Cash is out there on the field. Last three so. seasons have been their have been their their jam though. Yes. Yeah. That validates your point. Okay. But I don't know. But give Cash manager of the year because he's out there. He's out there actually making the decisions during the game, getting yelled at by Blake Snell for taking him out too early. So give it a give it give that <laughs> to him just for he that reason. Make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> what about NL? Oh, Don Mattingly. What about the National League? Don Mattingly. Yeah. Uh, David Ross and Jace Tingler. Who you got? Donnie Baseball. Donnie Baseball, absolutely. And I think no I, question about it. I think for the same reason with both of us, the fact that they weren't supposed to make the playoffs this year, right? <laughs> well, certainly not the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, like they weren't even they supposed were to contend. Crazy. Not even no, to and it was out of nowhere, and they just started barnstorming. Yep, yeah, I think I think honestly, Loved it. give it to Don Mattingly. Okay, the big one break. You Go have ahead. to. Go ahead with the big one. Okay, m- most vulnerable player. <laughs> just kidding. Most valuable player we've got in the American League: Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Ramirez. Brad, this is tough. I don't think it is. Who do you have? Honestly. You don't think it is? I don't think it is either. No, I give it to DJ okay. Mayhew. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me why. Well, I mean, what he led the lead, he led the AL in batting. Yeah. Right? I don't have his uh his Yeah. 364. Yeah, I don't ha- I'm I'm pulling up his baseball reference right now trying to filibuster a little bit not doing a very good job but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no like it felt like in the american <laughs> league he i felt like he carried his team more he and luke voigt carried that team more than anybody did because they say the best ability is availability and man lemahieu was like the only guy he and luke voigt were the only guys on that team who stayed healthy and let's see it's true yeah so he 364 average. 360. Where is it? Why do I have 281? That's weird. That's not right. Is it? No. Is it? I have 364. That's what I thought. 364. I don't know. And then I've got a 421 on-base percentage with an OPS of 1.011. The fact that his OPS was above 1. Come on now. Huge. That's, yeah, yeah, that's plenty. So, yeah. I don't know. Now, I feel like, I feel like he deserves it. He had a great year. I mean, numbers aside, it, to me, it felt like every other night the guy was doing something that, that he needed to, to get, to help his team win. Okay. Now that I agree with. Now, if you take the X factor stuff and you take all of the circumstances around it, and if we're not just going to go off paper, then yes, DJ LeMahieu deserves the award for sure. Mm-hmm. But baseball writers, they don't always vote that way. They like the they like the paper. It's true. Which is why I think they're going to give it to Jose Abreu. Now listen, here I'm going to back them up a little bit. Okay. We did not see the White Sox being as successful. I mean, some of us were excited about the White Sox, but I don't think we're we were all. Like, seeing the White Sox be as successful as they were. And and then when they stopped being successful, it was heartbreaking. Because it was, you know, when they got into the playoffs and lost, it was 
it was devastating because they were they were cooking with gas heat. So mm-hmm. here's the line on Jose Abreu. If we're looking at it on paper, um, he led the AL in hits and slugging percentage. So 76 hits, 617 slugging percentage, but 60 RBIs, the most in the league this season. 148 total bases gained. 19 homers behind Luke Voigt for number two. Luke Voigt had 22. So he comes in second with 19 homers. If you're telling me that guy with those stats didn't do as much for his team as DJ LeMahieu, you're Craytown. Now, I agree that DJ showed up every day and you can't, like everything we just talked about. But Mm. I do think there's a case for Jose Abreu. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I do feel like... Ultimately, the the, uh, the White Sox, I felt like, were a little more balanced, which is weird to say, um, <laughs> top to bottom. Yes. <laughs> and so he had some support in the lineup. But, and you know, and that part of that might have just been health with the Yankees, you know. He played on a consistent yeah. team. But, if and, and yeah, if you're going off a of guy's strict numbers – then, yeah, give it to Jose Abreu. But to me, I feel like a guy who can actually do what he needs to do to lift a team, like that, I don't know. I always look at a, at a guy as yeah. the most valuable. Like if the, if DJ LeMahieu had not been on the Yankees, they may not they may not have made the playoffs. Jose Abreu uh, I 100% was on a team, agree with that. I feel like Jose Abreu was on a team that probably would have made, made the playoffs anyway. Maybe not where mm-hmm. they were, but they. I feel like they would have made the playoffs still. So, I like that. That I agree that's, with you. that's I how I view DJ MVP. As well. Yeah. So that's just well. Me. Speaking of that, then go to the National League: Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado. Um, it's hard. That's really hard. I mean, I'm not going to give it to Manny Machado. Um, I don't feel like he's anywhere near those other two guys. But I agree. I got to go, Freddie Freeman. Which is Whoa. tough because I really like Mookie Betts. I like him a lot, and he may have been like the the postseason MVP for the Dodgers because there were games that they would have lost yeah. if he hadn't played the defense that he did, and then turned around and then also had the offensive contribution that he did. Um, yeah, but Freddie Freeman, I mean, he hit three forty one. He had a one point one zero two OPS. Played all sixty games, all sixty games. Yep, led the led the league with twenty three doubles. 51 runs, which I know is dependent on other other guys on our team, but he still hit 13 home runs. And that's after coming back from what he described knocks. as a terrible bout with with COVID. So, yeah. And well, and he had 53 RBIs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the fact that he was he was the leader on that team that went to the playoffs and played well. They played well. Um, he convinced Nick Markakis to come back and play, who ended up being also you know, an, another contributor to that team that he was doing more than just on the field, you know, which I know that t- the intangibles don't necessarily go into account for MVP, but I don't know how the, I don't know how the Braves would have done without him there, that he felt like the glue who kept that team together and led them to where they got to. What about you? Yeah. You said everything I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd give it to I was trying to play devil's advocate there for a minute, but it just wasn't working. <laughs> Absolutely. Freddie Freeman deserves it. And you're right. Mookie Betts was, uh, was a formidable force and he probably will get it. But, um, yeah, no, you can't, you cannot say that Freddie Freeman wasn't the most valuable player in the league for the national league. It's no way. Yeah. And, and like Mookie Betts again, to me, he was just, he was just the thing that took the Dodgers over the top. I think they would have won the world series this year, 60 games or 162 games. He was, he was the guy who went in there and said, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. This is what we need to do to win is what, is what I saw out of him. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't be surprised or upset if he won it. Me neither. But, but I think Freddie Freeman deserves it. That's just me. I agree. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.